Hello and welcome to Soft Spoken Book Reviews with Samuel and Jonas. I am your co-host, Jonas Burnham. And I am Samuel Quick. Today we will be talking about The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde by Robert Stevenson. So, Jonas, we know that there are many, many characters in this book. Some of them minor and some of them bit more major in their roles in the, in the plot. But uh, let's just start out on the top. Mr. Utterson, he's the uh, lawyer. We meet him in the first story. Yes, our main protagonist. Yep, uh, protagonist. I would say co-protagonist, actually, with Dr. Jekyll in a, in a way. Yes, but he is the person that we get the viewpoint the most of. Yes, yes, that is true, for sure. Anyway, so... Um, Mr. Utterson is a is described as a very um, cold and uh, you know lean, dreary person, but lovable and reputable once you get to know him. And uh, he seems to be very professional in his relationship until he becomes closer to you, like in the case of Doctor Jekyll. And um, yes, he does seem to show a lot of compassion towards Doctor Jekyll. Yes, and even. Uh, Lanyard too. Yes, especially with his concern over the will. Yes. yes, yes. And um, anyway, so what do you think his significance in the role is? I think that his significance of the role is being able to have an outside view, so that you know we can have a lot of tension and a lot of building up as far as the mystery goes. Um, even though I already knew the story, it was quite a nice. Like you could see the surprise that a lot of people who first read it back in the late 1800s. Before, before it got spoiled for Bef- everyone. Yes, 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 before that. Uh, for sure. You know, personally, I think that um, Mr. Utterson really, really is the one driving the story here. Because, like, nothing would get done without Utterson. If he wasn't there to go investigate and to show so much interest in discovering what was really going on, if it was blackmail, or if it was this strange case that we see with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yes, yes. That, um, you know, he, he really, he really goes diving, diving for the truth, and we can, we can see that he's, he's the one driving the plot here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, next up is, uh, Mr. Enfield. So, we know him to be the cousin of Utterson. He's also fairly reserved, and he doesn't seem to be nearly as curious um and it even says in the story that he is scornful of gossip and uh that his occupation is that of a victorian gentleman i know i personally couldn't really find anything else as professionalized goes in there yes i also forget exactly what his profession was mm-hmm. but i do remember a quote of him being a victorian gentleman so yeah yeah right up there at the beginning um Anyway, so what do you think his, his role in the plot is? I think that his role in the plot is, is kind of, uh, what's the word? He's the beginning, he's the beginning of what kicks off the plot as Exposition. Far as, yes, yes. He drives the plot forward at the very beginning, kind of starts the engine and lets Utterson know what happened, what... Mm-hmm. Who 
is the person that is at, who does end up being Hyde. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I agree um, completely. I personally like think that he he's mostly there for exposition in the story because we don't really see him much after that first event and after that he doesn't really play much of a role in the story at all so he's a very expositional character um next up is uh mr lanyon or dr lanyon i should say um he's he's also a very reputable man and friends with uh utterson and jekyll um but he, he in his relationship he was uh very skeptical of uh Jekyll's um, conscience, as he called it, and um, as he, as the story develops, he really uh, changes as a character um, due to what we know to be witnessing the Jekyll's transformation, mm-hmm. or I guess Hyde's transformation, back into Jekyll, and that uh, really twisted him as character. But uh, so, what do you think the significance is of Mr. Lanyon? Yes, yeah. Um, I think that a lot of his significance is to do with being able to see the opposition that Dr. Jekyll has as far as his behaviors, because a lot of his behaviors are produced by him choosing to transform into Hyde, and by doing so, he does a lot of evil and dubious things. So having Lanyon there as a way to experience that firsthand and know the truth as to why Jekyll is doing that, because Jekyll isn't just doing that to like balance out his good and evil. He's doing that specifically so that he can get away with doing evil things. He's using his alter, his transformation as a scapegoat. Hmm. Yes, yes, 100%. But, um... You know, I, I also see this uh, Mr. Lanyon as this oppositional character. Um, and, you know, even witnessing the change that takes place in him halfway through the story, it really it really sets the mood, giving it um, that uh, mystique, you know, the what could have happened factor. And it, it really gets the gears turning with um, in the reader's head you know, speculating what could have been so horrifying to change such a stable and reputable doctor into such an insecure man. Um, And also what could have been so important that was in that letter that he couldn't open it until Dr. Jekyll died. But um, we we all found out soon enough. Um, Let's see, next up is uh, Dr. Jekyll himself. He's um, fairly prosperous, came coming from a good family, and seems to be charitable and also good in every way, although we know that to be a facade, or at least a facade of, of sorts. Um, he's very popular in the community until he locks himself up and hides away from the world, and after that he really starts to deteriorate, but... Um, yeah, so how how significant is, is Dr. Jekyll? Well, I feel like jo- Dr. Jekyll is the entire object of the story. It all 
circulates around him, around through the viewpoint of Utterson, but yes, the story is truly about Dr. Jekyll mm -hmm. and learning the mystery about why he does what he does and how he exactly does that, even though it doesn't like get too significant into the science of how he does it. But it does explain, you know, why and how he's came to be the person that he is towards the end of the story. Yes, 100%. And it's interesting to see as he loses control of Hyde, how that reflects in the life of Jekyll as well. So he made this alter ego and this other personality to keep his, you know, better better self from from being harmed by a bad reputation or any blemishes while still being able to indulge in the more malicious activities that the, the natural man has a desire to. But um, as he starts losing control of Hyde, um, even in the very first story when Hyde pushes over the, the girl and, and calmly tramples her, he, he has to bring in Jekyll to make the amends, and that already ties Hyde to Jekyll in more than just the will. And then later, when the murder happens and they come to Jekyll, he has to, you know, he swears off Hyde never to you know, see him again, but, um, in actuality, he knew he was losing control and had to let Hyde go, but at that point it was already too late. So, next up is Poole. He is the butler in the, in the story. Um, he is a very loyal character to, um, Dr. Jekyll, we can see with his deep concern for his master and um, in all of his actions and obeying the orders, no matter how strange they may be, um, to, you know, listen to Hyde and such of the like. And when he gets Utterson, it's another showing of concern and compassion. But, uh, yes, so... What do you think the significance of Poole was? To me, I don't really see Poole as too significant of a character. He was quite a background character in his interactions with everybody. He, yeah, he didn't really seem to do too much to me in my personal view of him. It could have been really an anybody replacing him it could have been a maid or anybody really mm -hmm. I certainly see where you're coming from with that but um I I also would have to say that in actuality Poole was a, a vital character to the story because without him Utterson would have never had the um the go ahead to you know go and investigate into the house to actually find that you know, Dr. Jekyll was no longer himself. And then when they break into the room and they find, you know, everything trashed and Hyde's body on the floor, you know, without without Poole getting in contact with Mr. Utterson and, you know, pushing him in that direction, 
like giving him the go-ahead, it uh, probably wouldn't have been able to continue in the in the story. So without without some character there, the the story would have been at a standstill. Mm-hmm. So I see how you're saying it. It didn't have to be Pool, but due to the fact that we already have seen Pool's uh, prior loyalty and concern, it makes sense in a characteral way for him to be the one to do it. Yes, that's true. That is true. Mm. So next up is another minor girl that I briefly covered already, but it's the the little girl. So she's young, small, and gets trampled by Hyde in the in the very first story. Um, how significant is she? I view her as quite significant because a little girl would kind of show the purest form of one of the purest forms of innocence in the Victorian age would be a small child and for Hyde to just trample over her it just it helps show you how evil he is maybe not evil but uncaring and selfish he truly is mm-hmm. and the only reason why he cares to try to make amends was to he wasn't feeling sorry it was simply because he wanted to cover his and cover it up yeah, yeah cover it up i i never really thought of it in that manner but uh, i certainly see that point i i more so thought of it as how i kind of explained it earlier that um she was like the first instance that really drew attention to mr hyde and definitively connected him to jekyll and it was it was then when the control of Hyde was starting to loosen and we can see it deteriorate more and more throughout the story. So although this isn't anything huge, it is still um, a vital part in the story demonstrating the position that we are in at, at that point. Um, the next character on our list is the woman at the window who is the maid that witnessed the Caryu murder mm-hmm. so how, how significant would you say she is to the story I feel much the same way about her as I do Paul but I pool. do pool 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 yes <laughs> sorry it's alright I Yes, I feel like she also, her significance is much more around the surroundings that she viewed. You get to also see that Mr. Hyde, the transformation of Mr. Hyde, is once again not very caring and is willing to destroy things around him to get his way, whatever that may be. certainly see that as well um though i also took a a bit of a different stance more akin to that of the little girl she was another um checkpoint in a sense that uh without her the story probably wouldn't have progressed much further because there wouldn't have been anyone to actually see hide at the scene of the crime and then mr utterson would have had no no motive to go and investigate and see that the cane was Jekyll's, further linking him, and 
we as the audience, if there was no one to see that, we would have had to get a different perspective, and it would have had to be either that of the victim, which is not a fun one to be in, bludgeoned to death, or the actual murderer, which was Hyde, and due to his inherently evil nature, it's, um, although it would be very interesting to see what was going through his head as, as that was happening, we wouldn't have been able to have the, the, the facts as they were, they would have been twisted and warped in perception, but, um, so yes, very, very vital to the story, and, uh, it really exemplified how much Jekyll was losing control of Hyde. And, uh, the last character on our list today is Mr. Caillou himself. So, he is a nobleman who was well-liked, and, as we all know, is murdered by Hyde. Yes, I view him as a similar situation as the little girl. He is uh, described as very regal and very a handsome man compared to Mr. Hyde. And to see how Hyde brutally murdered him and then see that as an example of how Hyde and, by extension, Dr. Jekyll is truly killing his old self. He is killing his regal and his Victorian man and then replacing it with his much more carnal and natural man. Yes. So, I, I took a similar stance on this character as well. I, um, I think that he was a martyr of sorts who, who died for the plot to progress because without um, his death showing the absolute severity of the situation and how much control Jekyll was losing over Hyde. It wouldn't have been the same as if he, you know, if he had just beat someone up or done any other crime because murder is, as we all know, like the pinnacle of, of committable crimes. And... The only way you could top it was to be mass genocide, which uh, is, similar. is similar. It's just many murders, but not practical for a story of, of this caliber. So the, the single murder very nicely portrays the severity of the situation and gets Utterson involved even more due to the fact that Kari was a client of his and also that the cane used as the murder weapon was one that he gave to Dr. Jekyll. So it really starts piecing the story together at this point and, and gets you hooked on what, what uh, you know, where, where, the plot is, where the plot is going to go with all of these points in place. You can start to connect the dots and, and see you know, how truly intriguing this story is. But uh, that will that will be all for today. So thank you for joining us on 
soft-spoken book review. I'm Jonas Burnham. And I'm Samuel Quick. We hope you will join us next time when we review our next book. Thank, Thank you. you. And goodbye. Good night.